and Albion San Diego playing for this trophy, the NISA Championship. Here's Yuchai, top of the box, takes a shot, and it's deflected and saved by Roach. She gave that one a ride, and Roach had to climb the ladder to get there. Even Yunchai gives it a look. The corner kick. And a goal! And there it is. Yunchai set it up. Great goal by Andy Gouri. And by Milongo. Reverse field here. Zogos for Shmelev, intercepted, here comes Varela. Varela in space, three blue jerseys to his right. Now he finds Milongo outside the box. Milongo setting up, Milongo to the middle. Milongo with a left foot shot and it's turned away. And that's gonna do it. The Michigan Stars are NISA champions as they beat Albion San Diego one to nothing. A 30th minute goal in this one for Anthony Bowie stands up. And they're celebrating, and the trophy is forthcoming. Hello everyone and welcome to Today FC. I'm Josh Taylor and Wow, what a thrilling game went down the wire. We only had one goal that decided the 2022 NISA championship title. And I'm not surprised. I, I was expecting it to be a low-scoring game. We had Hector Trujillo on here last week, and he predicting a low-scoring game. And, well, uh, fortunately for his side, Albion didn't have enough to break through that defense if the Stars scored first, which they did, we knew it was going to be harder for Albion San Diego to break through that defense. And the Stars do what they do best. They they play very well defensively, throwing the bodies everywhere, and they just don't give up a lot of goals. They only gave up 15 goals during the regular season. And in the playoffs, they didn't give up any goals. No goals. Scored four goals, gave up none. That's the thing that was just crazy with Michigan Stars. They just stuck to their game plan and it won them a championship. Was it pretty? No. Stars, we all know, seen on social media, and I asked Anthony Bowie about this last week, and he told me, yeah, we hear the noise, but we don't let it get to us. We just play our game, and the Stars stuck with that to AT. To win this game one, nothing, and they are now champions of NISA for the 2022 season. And how do they do it? Well, let's do a quick review here. And in case you miss anything, I'll tell you what happened. So early in the game, Stephen Yukai had a chance early in the fifth minute for the Stars. But Albion goalkeeper Ben Roach makes a big save there. I think early in the first half, Albion kind of was giving the ball away too much. They were fouling. The Stars kind of giving them those set-piece chances. And you give the Stars too many chances, they'll eventually make you pay. Now, in the 16th minute, Vasilios Zogos had a great opportunity to give the Stars a lead, but his shot went wide 
off his free kick opportunity for the Stars. Now for Albion, they also had a couple chances early on. In the 19th minute, Lennon Carrion breaks through and he finds Amelia Malongo and he took a shot, but the Tenny Makruva was there to make a save. And a couple minutes later, Albion has a free kick. Pablo Palais shoots a shot from distance, but Makruva makes an easy save there. Now, in the 30th minute, corner kick opportunity for the Stars. And Steven Yukai crosses the ball into the box. And Anthony Bowie was just at the right place at the right time. Goes in for the header and scores a goal for the Stars to give them the 1-0 lead. And for Bowie, this is his third goal of the season. So, Bowie knows how to score goals. He mentioned this in our podcast episode that he's willing to do whatever it takes to help the team win. And we talked about him more defensively because he's been, you know, center mid, left back, right back. He's He's been all over the place. And now he's, he's, he's been scoring goals too for the Stars. So, I, I kind of alluded to it on my tweet that, man, I just interviewed this guy a couple days ago and now he scores a goal. And I know Hector, he was like, Talked to me on tweet, Twitter and was like, it's all your fault, man. It's all your fault. So <laughs> I, I was like, hey, man, I, that was not my prediction. I was not predicting him to score the goal. I was expecting it to be Leon Marich or Steven Yunkai. I was not expecting Bowie to get a goal. But, hey, he, he scored a goal. So it was crazy. And uh, the, for the Stars, they had a chance to get another goal late in the first half. The Stars had a chance from Steven Yukai to almost double the lead for the Stars, but his shot goes wide from net. And the Stars were leading 1-0 at halftime. Now, the Stars were very successful playing out wide, you know, sticking to the game plan, and, you know, sitting back a bit, absorbing that high-powered offense for Albion. But the story, to me, of this match throughout the game was how the Stars were so effective, slowing down... Alouane Diacate. He only had a few touches in this game. Now, Mele Malongo, he had some chances to try to get a goal. He, he got a couple shots on Makruva, but Makruva stepped up and made the saves. So, that to me was kind of the, the highlight uh, seen throughout this game, just how effective the Stars were slowing down Albion, throwing the bodies everywhere. Yeah, throughout the game, they were definitely falling all over the place. And slowing the game down, but that's 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 who the stars are. That's part of their their DNA. Slowing the game down any way they can. Now in the second half, we had no substitutions uh, going into halftime, and Albion, they were attacking hard in the second half. They had that urgency. We're like, we gotta push it. We gotta go. We gotta get an equalizer. Let's go. And they went for it. Uh, Mele Malongo. He had a great chance in the 57th minute with a shot, but Tatiana Makruva made another big save there. Now, we did have some drama in the 68th minute. The Stars had a free kick, and they took the shot. Ben Roche makes the save initially, and I think the ball's going towards... It was hard because on the camera angle, it happened so quickly, and since it was kind of dark on the back end... It was hard to see who was the player for the Stars that made a shot. I believe it was Vasilios Zogos, but I'm not 100% sure. But 
Anyway, after the plate, Ben Roach makes a save, and you clearly see that he gets hit as he's trying to get the ball. He goes down to the ground, but the refs, you know, call no foul, no penalty, no yellow card, none of those things. So I know on social media, I saw a lot of Albion fans that were in uproar about that. And even the commentator, Michael Kafari, he, he even said a, on the broadcast that it was a dirty play. But, you know, the refs, they're reviewing it. You know, there's no VAR in NISA, so they don't have that option to review it. And, you know, stars, you know, got away with some calls. But when you're the home team, that tends to be expected. Sometimes you're going to get away with calls that the other team feels and go your other way. And if you were at their place, you'd probably expect the same thing. And it wasn't just that. You know, there, there were some other big bone-crunching <laughs> hits throughout this game. And there were some yellow cards going around and ref trying to keep everybody calm and stuff like that. So it was, it was getting kind of crazy on a stretch. Now, as I mentioned, the Stars were very effective on Alwyn Diacate for Albion San Diego. And after the 7th, minute, everybody was going down. Everybody was getting hit, going down, milking the clock. I mean, Michigan Stars obviously were doing it throughout the game. But Albion had some players that I got beat up to in this game. And the ref decided to give 7 minutes of stoppage time. 7 minutes of stoppage time. And unfortunately for Albion, Ernest Mitchell, he gets a red card for... Uh, Tackle on Stars defender Kyle Nelson. Not sure what Mitchell was trying to do there, but that, it was clearly a bad foul. And he already was on a yellow, and you're just asking for it. And he gets a red card. Now, he's not the only, I mean, unfortunately for him, he, he got sent off. But there were a couple times throughout the match, too, that Leon Marich, I mean, sometimes I'm like, well, what's he still doing with the game? <laughs> like, we thought there were times that. He was going to get another yellow and be sent off too, but it didn't happen. And, you know, that was crazy. And, wow, how many well, the yellow cards were going out where it was like, like Trio said, you know, a boxing match. People just getting at it throughout the 90 minutes. And late in stoppage time, Diakate, he had a chance late in the game. He, he had only a few touches in the game, but he had one shot towards the end of that game, and the Stars defenders blocked that shot. And that was pretty much it. Albion had that one shot from Diakate that was blocked. They had a few other chances throughout the game, but was not able to get an equalizer to extend the game. And the Stars hang on for a one nothing win and win the 2022 NISA League Championship Trophy. And the trophy will stay in Michigan for the third straight year. As I mentioned last week, Detroit City FC. Well, we go back from the beginning when NISA first started, 2019. That was the only year, well, until this year, until Bay Season Valley. You know, I blew it up, but back then they had divisions. Cal United won the West Division. Miami FC won the East Division. Then, you know, the spring season for 2020 was shortened because of the pandemic. They had a fall season, but it was a very short fall season. As you know, Detroit CFC won that. Spring 2021 season, 
Detroit City FC won that. And both of those finals were at Keyworth Stadium. This time around, when no one expected these two teams to be the final two teams standing, you had Michigan Stars hosting Albion San Diego, and we're in Michigan again. And the NISA League Championship Trophy will be staying in Michigan for another year. They're going to have another team next year. Gold Star FC Detroit is going to be in, in the NISA League next year. So it'll be interesting to see if maybe they could surprise people and keep things going for the state of Michigan. Now, we did have, I took some halftime notes. I know, I feel like I'm treating this game like a Super Bowl, you know, but it was it was crazy for Nisa. They messed up their headline graphic early on when they did the pregame show because it said Syracuse Pulse instead of Albion San Diego. And I was like, at first, I was kind of joking. I was like, man, did, did Michael Kafari do this? Everybody knows he plays for Syracuse Pulse. He is not. <laughs> so I was like, wow, that was crazy. Um, I know they did also have some audio issues during the interviews with the Stars coach, and they were trying to interview the Albion uh, coach uh, as well. They did interview the commissioner at halftime, and Commissioner John Perucci talked about, you know, the stability issues that the league had this year with some of the, the teams dropping out, as we mentioned, Valley United and Bay Cities. But he said that stability is coming, and he had talked about during the halftime about. They're bringing new clubs on board. Now, we only know for sure that Gold Star FC Detroit and Savannah Clovers FC will be playing in the league next year. I have not heard anything on Oaks FC. And when I checked on their website, it keeps going back to the NISA page. So I don't know if that team's going to be playing next year. Um, and then uh, they also talked about, or I'm just saying, Commissioner Pruch also talked about that they have a sustainable model and that they have the right clubs that they have for building out for the next season and beyond to you know get the league back on track. So he, he talked about that during halftime as well. And he also talked about the fans, you know, growing with the clubs. Uh, we did see some of that with the, of course, Maryland Bobcats, for example. You know, they had a couple games this year where they broke over 1,000 fans. Uh, for the final, for this final, with the Michigan Stars, it's they said the PA announcer announced that they had 1,178, I believe was the number, the final number for that game. I mean, if you're asking me, from what I can see the television, it doesn't look like, it didn't look like it was that many, but to, for most of the games that I've seen with Michigan Stars, Definitely a lot more people than usual. Wow. So, you, I mean, you kind of have to get the Stars a little credit for that. But, and not only that, it's a championship game. It's a big deal. They're trying to market that team like crazy out there to try to get, you know, fans to, to go, go out. And Anthony Boo alluded to this last week when we interviewed him about his owner and head coach, George Junkai, and just how passionate he is to try to, make his team successful. And he talked about that too at the post-game interview, that 
He was willing to do whatever it takes, be a ball boy, owner, coach, to help his team win. And we know George Junkai got money to try to get a stadium built out there and everything. And I know the Stars, you know, they're not like the most popular team in NISA, but they don't let that, the players don't let that bother them. And I know the ownership, you know, despite the political views or what happened last year in Detroit where there was video of him getting in fights with some of the fans and all this stuff, but looking at on the field, hey, the Stars as a team did what they had to do to win the championship. So you can't, can't, can't argue with that. You got to give them what credit's due. They only gave up 15 goals this season. And to the playoffs, like I mentioned, three games, all shutouts. They did not give up any goals to their opponents. NISA Commissioner John Perugge also talked about the commitment to an open system and that there's room for it in the U.S. Now, I'm going to go on protagonist soccer real quick because they put some notes from the media presser from Saturday. And Perugge had talked about that this year was a challenging year. We lack stability, but stability is coming. Uh, he referenced MLS, you know, had their issues early on when they first started. And so when I did ask that if all eight clubs are going to return, he says they're anticipating that, but a few of the clubs have some issues. He didn't allude to that. But he made it clear that the league has certain standards that must be bet. And after we've seen... What happened with Bases and Value United? People on social media being very vocal about the league having to, you know, vet these owners better and make sure they had the financial wherewithal to, you know, get through a season. And don't forget, we Syracuse Poles had ownership issues early on in the season as well. So Nisa understands that these teams have issues and they're doing what they can to try to get it fixed. That's all we can ask for. Now, Pruch also talked about Nisa Nation. And as we mentioned, Nisa Nation, they did not play any games for the fall season. I did see that Jonathan Rednauer is not listed as a managing director of the league. So I don't know where things are going with that. But Pruch did mention in the presser that, they, that they've caught up in all the solidarity payments for all the clubs that were part of Nisa Nation and they're trying to repair that relationship, rebuild those bridges with the clubs and all that. So we'll see what happens with that. Bruch did mention that they are improving the vetting process for new applicants and that uh, the criteria is increasing the requirements that are higher now and that will allow these clubs coming in to be stabilized. Now, there was also issues about the referees. We know I talked about it a bit about during the championship game with some of the calls. But, you know, Maryland Bobcats, you know, they they expressed their frustration to the league about the refs sometimes and some of the other clubs. And Bruce said, at the end of the season, we audit our referees. Our audit starts next week. And we're working with the U.S. soccer to improve refereeing in NISA. One thing that was interesting that 
was posted here on protagonist soccer for his article on notes from the presser was at least that caught my eye was Proust said that lesson learned over the 2022 season is if we could redo it we wouldn't have taken off a month for the independent cup need to prepare better for travel expenses rises travel costs reduce a lot of club budgets and feels the improved quality of play in club speaks to the potential of nisa so i thought that was very interesting because i know fans didn't like the new format of the nisa pro clubs basically playing the regional final championship game and that's it and with Eastern Nation, it was kind of hard to get into when you have just the amateur clubs playing each other, and then you you play the pro team. And I know part of that was because of the scheduling and all that, but it clearly affected some of the teams like, you know, Cal United, Bay Cities, you know, f- with the scheduling. And they are off for a month for, some, for those teams. And Albion, Albion was another team that was off for a month. And because of all the constant structure with the teams, what happened with Bay Cities and Valley United, you know, Flower City Union ended up playing a lot of games. And you had Chattanooga FC that, because they had to move some games around, only had a few games towards the stretch of the regular season. So I don't know how Nisa plans to attack the schedule moving on for 2023. I know, of course, it's going to depend on some of the clubs coming back, but. I'm I just not sure if they're going to do like a, a regional schedule type of situation or maybe have less games. So instead of like, we have most teams play between what, 20 to 24 games, maybe they might do a couple less games. And that way you have the NISA teams play in the group stage for the NISA Independent Cup for next year. Who knows? Just something that I thought was interesting that they brought up. So we'll see what happens with that. And then, of course, Pruch finally talked about Value United's roster issues, and he just said that he was trying to get into the, a league issue that is being investigated with the U.S. government and that they're trying to work through that. And he said he thinks it's a wake-up call for some of our clubs on exactly what happened at Valley United and they're implementing some changes inside the organization to try and ensure it doesn't happen again. But that is what happened. And unfortunate for Troy that it happened. Valley is still a member of this league. And at some point, I'm hoping they can work through their issues and come back to the league and compete. And I thought that was pretty interesting that because according to the first team podcast, they were saying that this was from a couple months ago, back in September, they were saying Valley United FC was going to file a bankruptcy. So I was not expecting them to be back at all, but commissioner saying that they're still an active member in the league and hopes that they get their issues sorted out and keep be back. I'm not expecting them to be back next year, but with this being an off season now with Nisa, you never know. And this is always gonna be like kind of the frustrating thing is that man, you hear all rumors and this and that, but we're in the silly season now, so that's to be expected. So It'll be interesting stories to hear about what's going on with Nisa, but at least it looks like we're going to for sure have a 2023 season. Not sure on the teams, but either way, one way or the other, Nisa Today FC will be here to cover it all. Now, before I wrap up the show, 
Let me just go over the stats real quick for the championship final. You had so Tende Makruva, as I mentioned earlier in the show, 14 clean sheets for the Stars. And he shuts out Albion for the second time in, in basically a month. They played against each other back on October 5th last month, and the Stars won that game 2 to nothing. And, again, the defense put in a solid performance all year long, only allowing 15 goals throughout the 2022 season. So, got to get credit where credit's due. Stars did what they did on the field, and, hey, they are your 2022 NISA League champions. Congrats to them. And we'll see how next season goes. I know one thing after disappointment with Chattanooga FC and Cal United Strikers having their season end early in the playoffs than planned, those two teams are going to come out with revenge. And I'm expecting those two teams to really, you know, push it and try to get to the final for next season. But you have these teams that, like the Stars and Albion kind of surprise people. You know, Syracuse, you know, made a good run. LA Force, I don't know what's going to happen with them. And after their disappointing year, they had Flowersheet Union, you know, growing pains. But I would expect Flowersheet Union to improve next year. And other Nisa clubs, the new teams, Savannah and Gold Star FC Detroit. We'll see how that goes with those guys, but it's going to be very, very interesting offseason. We'll have some players come and go. I hope we'll see some players from NISA get moved up to the get an opportunity to try out and potentially make it to either USL League One or USL Championship or even MLS possibly. I think you'll see some players go that route. So it'll be pretty, pretty interesting. But hey guys, we're now in the offseason. At least we got a little bit of distraction. We got the World Cup starting in a couple weeks. So we're all, or most of us, I should say, we'll probably be watching the World Cup and see what's going on with that. And then once January rolls around, we'll, we'll get ready for 2023 season in NISA. All right, guys. Well, that will conclude this episode of NISA Today FC. If you have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, you can follow me on my Twitter page and DM me. I'm at JT underscore Taylor 88. And if you like the show, want to keep with all the latest updates, you can follow us on our social media pages. We're on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. And we're also on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll see you next time.